Join us for a ghoul's night out Friday, October 27th at 6 p.m. downtown Santa Barbara, right near the intersection of State and De La Guerra. We'll be outside on State Street. We'll have some goodies to give away. We'll be recording a live podcast episode, and we hope that you'll come and join us. See you there. the ghoul's guide to santa barbara and today we're here with a special friday the 13th episode to share our 13 favorite spooky movies and shows for you to watch during spooky season Woo-hoo. so we're just going to jump right in and summers is going to give us our first movie or show okay these are in no particular order by the way my first one is called child of glass mm. and it's from 1978 it is a Disney live action movie. Oh, and I didn't know that was a Disney one. Yeah. I've never even heard of this. Okay. Well, get ready. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Disney live action movies are some of my very favorite things, like the 60s and 70s oh, yeah. ones they and had some 80s. Great ones. I love them. I did a thing a few years ago where I tried to watch all of them <laughs> and it just never ended. But um, so Child of Glass is my favorite spooky one. And it is based on the book The Ghost Belonged to Me by Richard Peck. Uh, a young adult writer of uh, it's just my favorite I think as a spooky kid I mm-hmm. guess because I don't know why uh, so Alexander is a young boy and he and his parents move into an old plantation house in Louisiana so it's, it, the movie is not um, problematicness free I guess <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, is, it is of the time it is, yeah, yeah. For you, sure. you must have a, a lens <laughs> if you're gonna watch it um, so his parents want to restore this plantation house and the area around the house is filled with all these weird characters that Alexander gets to know. He has like this little best friend named Pepper. Um, and he learns about a haunting in his own home in the plantation. Um, the ghost of a little girl named Inez, who was daughter of a pirate captain who built Ooh. the house and, the pirate captain concealed a treasure within it. And there is a creepy rhyme of prophecy, which I love. And seances and uh, Pepper, the scrappy best friend. It's always good to have a scrappy best friend (laughs) in a a movie. And again, very much a product of its time. So like, watch out. (laughs) If you were a spooky kid who is now a burned out nostalgic adult, I think you might love it. And uh, I found it on YouTube. So we'll link to it in the show notes. It's like you don't even have to pay for it. Oh, cool. What did you say? A a rhyme of prophecy? What did you say? A rhyme of prophecy. What is that? (laughs) Like, you know, in Harry Potter, like, oh, I can't even think of one, but there's just like a weird obscure little poem that like talks about uh like the child of glass will blah 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 it's not it's not step on a crack break your mind um that could be a rhyme of prophecy (laughs) (laughs) um this one's yeah (laughs) sleeping lies the murdered lass vainly cries the child of glass when the two shall be as one the spirit's journey will be done oh and so like you know, you've whatever in what whatever uh, media it is, like they find the little rhyme of prophecy and then have to figure out how to make it happen uh-huh. or not happen. Cool. So, yeah. Fun. Child of Glass. Watch it. Awesome. I'll have to check it out. So um, I'm going to go next. And my first movie is What Lies Beneath. Oh, have you guys seen it? 
No. no. So it was 2000 with Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford, um, directed by Robert Zemeckis, which I didn't know until yesterday. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. Who, I like those people. Yeah. yeah. It's so, so they're like empty nesters and they live in this like beautiful lakefront house. And wait, Michelle Williams and no, Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I like her too, but I, my, I don't know where my brain went there. <laughs> but so, so, so yeah, so he works at like a university and he's gone all day and then she's home alone and uh, ideal, <laughs> right? Ideal. <laughs> And uh, she starts to believe that the house is haunted. And so she has to like unravel this mystery. Like she thinks she thinks that like her neighbor murdered his wife. And like so so she's just like trying to figure out what's happening in the house. And and it's just it's one of my faves. It's just such a good movie. And I mean, I think he was already in his 60s at that point. But Harrison Ford could still get it. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. He could still get it now. <laughs> he is forever han solo and indiana jones <laughs> yes agreed nice my turn mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna start my contributions off with the 1985 classic clue yay <laughs> such a good one i love it so much you can't go wrong with tim curry no and madeline Kahn. Oh, it's such a great cast yeah such a fun fun movie i I don't know if if anyone before that had made a movie from a board game, which is a wild concept, but right. I don't think anyone could have done as good of a job. I mean, I now I'm sorry, Jumanji, but... Oh, Jumanji is so oh, good. But did that come so out good. before the game? But Jumanji wasn't a game. Though. No, it was, it, it was a movie about a game, yeah. yeah, not a movie based on a game. But yeah, I, didn't, I would never have... Like, if I was a movie writer, I never would have been like, what if we take a board game? Yeah, yeah that's true. But it was like a new thing. Yeah, but it's, oh, uh, it was done perfectly. So nice. Good. Awesome. And we take also, oh, do you want to mention Flames? <laughs> flames. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> How many? <laughs> the classic line of flames on the side of my face how often do we share that gif with each other i know in the group chat it's like part of how we speak to each other as humans without clue i don't think we would have like a notable part of our vernacular right (laughs) oh it's me now sorry i was like take it away come on all right my next one is not a movie it's a show and it's called children of the stones yeah, i haven't heard of this one either 1977 you gotta watch it is your okay. whole list just children made out of other things <laughs> no, mostly <laughs> <laughs> oh i could have done it that way i was just like <laughs> children of the corn yeah right yeah i should have <laughs> darn jen always sees the patterns in what i'm doing whereas i just like um flounder through my life with no recognition of what's happening she has to tell me um so I personally really like shows and series as uh, better than movies because I have a really hard time getting into things. And so hmm. if I'm putting in the emotional investment to watch something and get really into it, I want it to last a long time. Oh. So I have return and on investment. But, but uh, yeah, that makes sense. But so, not scary stuff because you need like I know, yeah, <laughs> like you need. I know that's the resolution true. at the end Just of in the general. hour and a half movie. <laughs> yeah. So like in general, it's and it's even hard to get me to watch something that was canceled after one season because yeah. I'm like, no, I just do not need the heartache. Yeah, I hear you for shows for sure. <laughs> Thanks. So, um, Children of the Stones is a BBC production from the late '70s. It got shown here in the states, although I didn't see it at the time. In the '80s, on Nickelodeon. Oh. Like, remember before Nickelodeon had, like, its own original programming, 
um, there was this anthology show called The Third Eye hmm. that showed a few different series, um, like the weird kids version of Masterpiece Theater. How oh, fun. <laughs> and uh, Children of the Stones was one of them. And it's the story of a boy who moves to a rural town in England <laughs> called Millbury, which is built like inside of like a Stonehenge circle of stones, oh. standing stones. And there's a sinister power inside the stone circle. And the town is in a, he finds out the town is in a time rift that plays over and over and over. What? Yeah. And when it, so the idea is that when the town achieves doing whatever predetermined series of events, like it somehow wants to happen, then the evil power inside the stones will get out into the world. And so, but the adults are are not aware of what's happening and the kids are. Of course. So they're trying to figure stuff <laughs> out and they're on their own, like in life, I guess <laughs> sometimes. Um, and that, but the town just doesn't seem to ever get it right. But the kids keep getting sucked into figuring out what's happening. Um, and then my little bonus fact: this is also on YouTube, and we will um, we'll link to it. And each episode is really short because the BBC used to do these like like fifteen minute episodes for kids in the afternoon, and so I think that's what this this oh. was. But the other four shows that the Third Eye on Nickelodeon showed, if you're interested, were called The Haunting of Cassie Palmer. Under the Mountain, Into the Labyrinth, and then The Witches and the Grinny Gog, which is the most messed up show in the whole world. Yeah, these sound familiar. This is why I wanted to read them out loud was because I thought it might like trigger something, something, a memory, (laughs) unlock a memory. Wow. So um, I think most of those are available on YouTube, but we'll link to whatever we can in the show notes. So that's Children of the Stones. And it also has the most bonkers theme song in the world so go go listen okay cool i'll look that up all right my next one is stir of echoes from 1999 oh no way i've never even heard of that really me either so let me tell you why you haven't heard of that okay <laughs> you haven't heard of this okay first off okay 1999 kevin bacon Catherine irby did i say her name e-r-b-e um sounds right directed by david cope okay oh so you have not heard of this because it was a ghost story with a kid released about a month after The Sixth Sense. Oh. So The Sixth oh. Sense just, okay. you know, There's it's like Armageddon and Deep Impact. Like you just, yeah. <laughs> they were yeah. like released at the same time. Okay. And it just got overshadowed by The Sixth Sense. Right. But Stir of Echoes is like so great. <laughs> yeah. So Kevin Bacon's character gets hypnotized by his sister-in-law, played by Ileana Douglas. Oh, I like always her. fun. I know. And then like creepy stuff starts happening. Um, there's a scene where the kid, you know, I don't know how old he is, like five, six, whatever, mm-hmm. like talks in the ghost's voice, which is just always oh. horrifying. Oh, yeah, like no. horrific. Get chills just like saying <laughs> that. And uh, if you are like grossed out by things like people's teeth coming out and fingernails oh, no, getting that's broken a off. Nightmare. Yeah, me too. Like just those happen in this movie so oh, just prepare oh, oh. yourself if you're gonna watch it um but uh yeah i just feel like it's just like a really awesome like modern classic ghost story and i wrote what's our what's our rating system i give this one four and a half ghosts <laughs> <laughs> oh i like a rating system for our next we're gonna do like a few i think top 13 lists yeah as bonus content over <laughs> over the years 
does. So maybe we could have a rating system yeah. for the next one. <laughs> so it's just assign values in ghosts with no parameters. No, exactly. Yeah. So four and a half. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Uh-huh. So out okay. of 13,000. <laughs> exactly. Or What's maybe out, maybe out of seven. I don't, I don't know. We'll two. figure it out later. I was like, is that out of five? I, I don't know. Four and a half ghosts. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Well, my next one is uh, I'm going to go with the Adams family, the original 1991 Yay. version with Angelica Houston yes. and Raul Julia, because Raul Julia is uh, just, oh, yeah, yeah, he's the classic. Yeah. And I say that as an Oscar Isaac fan who is was personally attacked by his character in the cartoon <laughs> movies. It's just <laughs> such a waste to have Oscar Isaac play Gomez in a cartoon, man. But yeah, I could go on and on about. Raul Julia as Gomez Adams. Their relationship is just hashtag goals. Yeah. They love each other. They're spooky and they're kooky. <laughs> Their kids are amazing. I feel like Angelica Houston could still play Morticia. Oh, absolutely. Oh, sure. She is yeah. Morticia. But it was tough for me to choose because I love the original Adams Family, but the but Adams Family Values is also great. It is, uh, yeah. The just the summer camp yeah. scene where <laughs> they burn down the uh, the colonial town yes. is just it's so good. Oh, so I guess maybe good. this is a two parter. Yeah, I watched part of that recently. It was just on, and I was like, "Well, don't mind if I do." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. It's so good. Such a classic. That was one of the original Adams Family. Was one of the few movies I ever saw in a theater with my parents oh yeah Uh so it's a special thing and that always involved my dad and I just like gleeful and my mom like just angry because she didn't have a great sense of humor and she like found a lot of humor um she was just like a southern baptist and like she Hmm. didn't she didn't like it but uh that was a fun one and then my dad bought me um a bunch of Charles Adams like comic books comic collections with the Adams family stuff in Mm -hmm. it and now I like so Charles Adams is like part of my brain. That's an <laughs> awesome one, Jen. Okay, my next one, The Watcher in the Woods, nineteen yes. eighty. Okay, so this was almost on my list. I think it only wasn't because you knew I would. Yep. <laughs> uh, American sisters Jan and Ellie and their parents move to an English manor <laughs> <laughs> owned by Mrs. Aylwood, who is Betty Davis. Betty oh, Davis. okay. In one of her I don't know if last roles. Um, oh, she's so spooky in she it. She is, and so good. And she, so Mrs. Aylwood rents out the house and lives in the guest house. And creepy Betty Davis notices that Jan, the older sister, looks just like Betty Davis's long lost daughter, oh. Karen, who vanished inside an abandoned chapel in the woods, because that's a good place for mm-hmm. a chapel. And for a 30 kid to years go. ago. I know. <laughs> uh, so. Jan is instantly weirded out and she starts seeing strange things. Um, and then she looks in the mirror and she sees a blindfolded girl behind her who looks just like her. It's horrible. Ooh. And her oh. little sister is it's like so a horrible, creepy. creepy kid who starts falling into trances. And it's very like The Shining a little bit with the little sister. I don't think I've seen Yeah, this. isn't there also like writing, backwards. like backwards writing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like Narek instead yeah. of Garen or something. It's like Red Rum. But I saw this first. So I was like, oh, The Shining is derivative. No, it's not. It was first. It was first. Um, so it's a fun one. It's really campy. And there's a, oh, there's also a cute British boy with like the, the haircut with the bangs and like um, he rides dirt bikes and whatever. And like, he's awesome. But uh, it just gets weird and it's super fun. And um, 
but there's not like okay so i like a movie or a show with a lot of like lore like that you can really dig into like the backstory and like the and there's not like quite enough of that in this movie it Hmm. feels like there could be but it's like well what were they doing that made them disappear in the yeah you never really find out exactly what yeah the point of it was so i always find that a little bit unsatisfying and i was like oh i wish there was a book and there is oh Uh, i just (laughs) found out when we were doing the research for this so it's by florence engel randall and it's out of print and it is very expensive used but there's a pdf on the internet archive that you can borrow if you have an account on the wayback machine so um we'll link to that and i'm reading it now but it doesn't happen in england in the book it happens in like new england and like (laughs) (laughs) america i know take me back to the uk i know (laughs) it's just like i mean i think they made a good change for the movie but usually i don't really support uh I just think it's Strange interesting things, that, yeah. um, like, back in the 80s, Disney made, like, Disney had, like, horror movies. Yeah. And I wish they still did that. <laughs> Me too. Um, so, also, uh, if you're listening and you want us to do a book club of creepy books, <laughs> uh, I don't know if we have the bandwidth right now, but just let us know if you want us to do it, because... We will at some point in the yeah. future find a way to do Don't it. Don't threaten us with a good time. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> so that's Watcher in the Woods, 1980. Cool. I got to check that one out, uh, too. So I was, that was like one of my favorites <laughs> awesome. a as a kid. Okay. My next one is Candyman. Ooh. Yes. The 1992 original. I saw the remake recently, and it was all right. The Jordan Peele one? He did Yeah. He did do that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. But like the original one is just... So scary. <laughs> so Virginia Madsen, uh, Tony Todd is Candyman, directed by Bernard Rose, who, and all of this I just learned on IMDb the last couple of days, uh-huh. um, before directing movies, got his start directing music videos, including UB40's Red Red Wine video. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> yeah. Terrible version um, of that song. It's, the movie is based on a short story by Clive Barker called oh. The Forbidden. And so Virginia Madsen's character is a grad student researching urban legends, and she learns about Candyman. And like a dumb white girl always does, she says his name five times in the mirror. And then people start dying in super gruesome ways. Oh. Um, so, yeah, a lot of it takes place uh, in this housing project in Chicago called Cabrini Green. And I just felt like, I don't know, a few years ago when I, I think when I watched the remake, I like... I, I like went on this deep dive about Cabrini Green and like read <laughs> the whole Wikipedia and read all this history about it. But um, what's interesting is like, you know, scary movies and ghost stories that take place in remote old houses. Yeah. Like, they Love make em. sense. Love them. <laughs> mm-hmm. They make sense. But like, there's something about hauntings in like big apartment complexes yeah. and like modern, modern, you know, buildings and this like perceived safety at least at least like from ghosts and hauntings that you uh-huh. had like you've, there's neighbors right next to you and yeah all around there's people everywhere and like how could a ghost possibly right be here <laughs> in this new construction yeah. <laughs> so so that's just always interesting and then and then I read on um <laughs> IMDB and I felt seen <laughs> <laughs> that the director considers Candyman like a romantic figure like Aww. in the way that Dracula is like a romantic okay. figure and and like I felt that way when I watched it too, but uh-huh. I didn't know how to articulate oh, it. Oh sure. And okay. so I was like, oh yes, like yeah. So that was that was there. Like I know it was yeah. really interesting. I also just a little trivia. I read that Tony Todd negotiated a thousand dollar bonus for every bee sting that he got during filming, and he was stung like twenty three <gasps> times. And they 
actually like you know when the bees come flying out of his mouth uh-huh. like that was not special effects <gasps> they actually put bees what? in his mouth and to shoot that scene oh my so, gosh yeah anyway. i hope they got it in one take <laughs> i know right oh my god <laughs> anyway candy man anything with mirrors just freaks me out i was it's funny because as yeah. you were saying like you know that it makes sense in old houses but not in modern and literally mm-hmm. i was like well i mean anywhere there's a mirror Right? there's like 50 percent chance that if you look at it at night there's gonna be something terrible totally. behind you no. yeah don't watch the movie mirrors okay it's really Ooh. scary it's like, yeah, i can't i just i don't Anything know about mirrors you guys. i'm just gonna out. assume you guys are like me and like i just can't look in a reflective surface at night i try not to yeah i yeah. can't either. like if i get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom oh like, yeah no, i don't like, turn actively the lights on. do not look at the mirror yep. i have a really hard time with windows when it's dark outside like oh yeah oh no, yeah um because have you ever seen Mama Cass sings a song in it? She's a witch. And there's a witch named Witchy Poo huh. in it. And it's like, oh, God, I got it. Let me just look up okay. Witchy Poo. Um, so there was this movie that was on Channel 5. <laughs> when, um, and it is... Oh, HR Puff and Stuff. Oh, oh God, that was that traumatized a whole generation of yeah. children. Yeah, so it was on Channel 5. And at the very beginning, they have like you know, the title card for the production company or whatever. And then um, a black screen and then this witch comes out and like harangues you. (laughs) And I watched it when I was maybe three or four. And I was terrified because every dark window, I thought the witch was going to come and yell at me. That show was like, if someone dropped a ton of acid and then Mm -hmm. came up with a kid's show in the 70s. And then the one that I saw was like when they made a movie and, and of it, like it was... I don't think everyone. Even the parts this. that were supposed to be like happy are <laughs> they're just horrifying. Yes. Like so I still There's have like to puppets turn my head. And people in costumes and Yeah. I have to turn my head when I get close to a window at night because yeah. of witchy poo. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, we're all traumatized. Yep. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, um <laughs> my next movie <laughs> is the original Pet Cemetery yeah. from nineteen eighty nine. So scary. Oh, and the image I just like I went through and just like screenshot things instead of writing out my list mm-hmm. and uh, like it's the little boy with oh, the scalpel yep and that is uh the scene in the movie that like it still it gives me like it's making me physically uncomfortable right now just that scene when he slices that guy's Achilles oh yeah heel. that's always oh, terrible spoiler but <laughs> oh god it was like physically uncomfortable to watch and even just uh, thinking about it it makes yeah. it makes my Achilles yeah, I'm having some tingles. I know. Yeah. Other than the part we shall not mention. Yeah. yeah. We'll <laughs> like, talk about the sister. The thing. Um, I just like, man, what really stuck with me is when he gets, uh, yeah, spoiler, when he gets hit by the truck and his little shoe yeah. goes bouncing down oh, the road. Like, yeah. Oh, that was terrible. The visuals in that movie are just yeah. amazing. And I, I said this before we started recording, but like for me, I like I, I probably won't have seen any of the ones that Liz is going to say because <laughs> she loves like real horror and I can't stomach it um but this was the closest like to an actual horror movie yeah. that i saw like as a impressionable young mm-hmm. teen and and for some reason i really and i really liked it mm-hmm. and like i watched it a bunch and yeah oh it's you know, really good <laughs> do you know what i don't uh, it's just the dumbest thing <laughs> but like at the end of that movie when the credits come on so like it's just you've had this like very dramatic ending with like the <laughs> wife coming back mm-hmm. um and like presumably like she kills mm-hmm. the yeah. husband but then like 
the screen goes black and the credits come up and then like this like hard rock song comes on. And <laughs> what? Like it's the just so shift. Yeah, it's just so bizarre. It's, that just like it's too uh, dramatic. Stuck yeah. with me. <laughs> Doesn't Stephen King have a cameo in it? Isn't he the preacher at the funeral? Oh, I can't remember. Is that what he's Stephen King? Usually like does my media dad. Yeah, yeah. So like I I love him a lot, but uh, yeah, I think he does. I, I think he's the preacher time. at the funeral for the little yeah. boy. Oh, it's me. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so uh, my next one is Rosemary's Baby from Ooh, 1968. Classic. With Mia Farrow and who cares who else? Because <laughs> yeah, she is Nobody else. Yeah. Um, so this is one of the two movies that my mother said I was never allowed to watch. <laughs> so funny. Like, was the other never one? in my life, not even as an adult, was I allowed to watch this. What was the other one? Um, the Graduate. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's hilarious. It, like, she was just so sexually repressed. I think The Graduate freaked her out. But... Um, <laughs> So my dad stayed up late with me one night, again, on ch- to watch it on Channel 5, uh-huh. to watch Rosemary's Baby. And um, thankfully, he did not watch The Graduate with me because I would have been so uncomfortable. But um, So my dad ate popcorn and was gleeful about rule breaking <laughs> as we watched. Um, Mia Farrow plays a young wife in New York City, and she lives in an apartment building with kindly neighbors who she slowly realizes are Satanists. And she gets pregnant after a weird drugged night with her husband. Or was it her husband? Satan. And uh, uh, that scene was uncomfortable to watch with my dad. But it's uh, it's not super graphic. It's just like... What, 60s? Yeah, like flashing lights and like little (laughs) glimpses of things. Um, So her neighbors make her drink this weird chalky like Adele Davis type vitamin drink and they get mad when she won't drink it and she doesn't really understand um so there's this scene in Rosemary's Baby where it's like aspirational to me she's home alone Mia is home alone in the evening and she has on a cute little outfit (laughs) and she puts a record on in her own living room and she lounges on the sofa to listen to it and I'm still baffled by it because she doesn't do anything else. She just mm-hmm. sits there and listens to, the, like, uh-huh. why doesn't she read or fidget with something or, <laughs> like, do 5,000 ADHD things at the same time? Music is not enough. But, like, and, like, why isn't she wearing pajamas when she's home? But whatever. It's just, like, such a, <laughs> this is what an adult does. Um, just one thing. Yeah. I love I that. Know. And then the What's other. that like? <laughs> I know, exactly. Uh, the other thing that I, other scene that I love is. Mia has a an unpleasant realization during a phone call. And instead of like making an excuse or like, oh, there's the door or whatever, she just goes, I have to hang up now and hangs up. <laughs> and like my I was a high schooler when I watched this movie and my mind was so blown. I was just like, we can do that. Right. We can just like say we have to hang up now. <laughs> and like I've tested it and you can do that, but it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, Unfortunately, again, there's some problematic stuff. Uh, it's directed by Roman Polanski, mm-hmm. uh, who would lose his wife and unborn baby to a man's, horrific Manson family murder a year later. And then a few years after that, he would rape a minor and flee the country. Uh, so, yep. uh, yeah. Um, but if you want to avoid that, but still get some Rosemary Baby goodness, it's based on a book by Ira Levin. So oh. you can bypass the Polanski if you want to. <laughs> But so, still but picture then, Mia Farrow. I was going to say, then you miss Mia in her beautiful 60s shift dresses. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and like her haircut and everything. Oh, so oh, yeah. good. So good. That's it. That's cool. my one. My next one is, <laughs> and this is my weirdest one. It's called Cemetery Man. 
Oh, I have heard of this. Have one. you? Is it Nicolas Cage? No. no. Wait. <laughs> is that Sorry. Wicker Man? Are you thinking yeah. of? <laughs> um, so mm. Cemetery Man is a 1994 movie starring Rupert Everett. Oh. And it was directed by um, an Italian director named Michelle Soavi. Mm-hmm. S-O-A-V-I. Um, it is like the weirdest comedy horror movie um and i just learned that it's based on a novel by a writer named tiziano scalavi so now i gotta track that down Uh um rupert everett's character is francesco della morte and (laughs) he is the guard of a cemetery uh uh, where the dead keep rising so (laughs) so it's totally like this gory zombie movie um but then it's also kind of this like quiet dreamy love story and it's just super weird it's super random i don't even know how i saw it years ago but like it's just one of those that sticks in my brain and uh-huh. so it's cool i'll it's have to look worth looking one. looking out for and it has nominative determinism in it because della morte he works in a cemetery yeah yeah and there's stuff about like like de- della morte means like of death yeah. and della more like of love oh, so there's this no. like play on that yeah. <laughs> i feel cool. like if i worked uh if i got a job like that and the people kept coming back to life i'd probably just like move to a different cemetery uh. be like this is more than i signed up for he's yeah. very it's it's I'm so out. like matter of fact like i haven't seen it in so long but like it, but it's almost just like oh well gotta go deal with this one now like <laughs> just very <laughs> in that you know rupert everett like um yeah. i don't like ex- not even exasperated just like uh yep <laughs> it is what it is yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome did you know rupert everett uh, was friends with Princess Margaret. No. And she was older. I'll try to see if I can link it. There's He does an interview on the Graham Norton show about it. Uh-huh. It's freaking hilarious. Cool. I enjoy yeah. him. Yeah. She's like my one of my favorite. She used to She's just like, like the best royal. Yeah. She used to just like collect young gay men to hang out with. Uh-huh. And he, She's he like benefited the, from that. <laughs> She's the wild card. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I guess I'm closing our list out. Or no, we have one more after this. Number 12 on our list, it's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown from 1966. Nice. This one I grew up with. It's a classic. My, it's, I had forgotten how mean these kids are to each other. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) right? They're not kind. No. Um, But my favorite recurring line is when they're trick or treating in every house they go to, Charlie Brown goes, I got a rock. (laughs) Oh, every house. Is it really? Every house. Every oh kid goes, God. I got cotton candy. I got blah, blah, blah. And then Charlie Brown goes, I got a rock. Uh, every house. Amazing. I haven't seen it and, in so uh, long. And I say that all the time. Like my kids, uh, I say it all the time whenever someone's like, I got, look, I got blah, blah, blah. That's awesome. I go, I got a rock. Hashtag media damage. Yeah. And I do it when we go trick-or-treating too. Oh my God. Did you see this thing going around the internet the other day and it was like somebody that you know how people like paint rocks and leave them places uh-huh. somebody painted this rock to look like a severed finger <laughs> and it was like so realistic and then they just like left it on the ground <laughs> can we do that please that's classic <laughs> speaking of it's friday the 13th and my daughter packed her lunch today and uh, i came out and she said look mom i got fingies and she had taken string cheese and then wrapped them in ham and put them in so oh like God. fingers <laughs> She's amazing. Uh, <laughs> oh, so good. Okay, so what are we going to do about our 13th movie that we all have to agree on? Are we doing... Are we doing... 
the show that we talked about? Oh, yeah, we are. Okay, I forget. I have this thing where my brain only remembers the first thing (laughs) that it suggests. (laughs) That's the only thing that sticks. So we were thinking about doing Blair Witch, but we're going to do a show because of the return on investment and we all, yeah. Okay. Take it away, Liz. Oh, I'm going to do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, The Haunting of Hill House. Woohoo! The 2018... Was that... Who even made that? Was that... What? Was, was it like HBO? Who made yeah, that? Netflix, I think. Netflix. Oh, that's right. It was a Netflix show. Yeah, because hasn't there been like a bunch of subsequent ones that all tie one, into right? it? Not but... There's I don't a know. new one that's going to be out now or is out now. Oh, really? House of Usher. Oh, okay. Oh, it is now. It is out now. But isn't... Wasn't... Uh, there was There was another one. Midnight like, Mass? Midnight oh. Mass is the same creator and kind of universe i think but oh, okay. uh, the other one was haunting of bly man or yeah yeah had the same actress the yeah victoria i haven't seen any Pe- of them Pedretti. so ready mm-hmm. i'm gonna defer to you, you guys it. on this one yeah so uh carla gugino henry thomas yes. um some little fun easter eggs like the et lunchbox <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah when I they're up in the treehouse so. oh cool um directed by mike flanagan Yay. who also directed a movie called oculus which is oh. another one with effing scary mirror stuff oh, no. which i hate oh but um anyway back to hill house loosely based on the shirley jackson novel with the same name but uh i went to oh, yeah. read it and it's more like it's house right. on haunted hill it's like a different story mm-hmm. with liam neeson and um owen wilson and Catherine zeta jones so like it's just yeah. like a fully different story but like all the same character names which is so weird yeah, it's weird <laughs> interesting but it's a really fun uh read though it's just not the same yeah yeah and like, i think i went in thinking it was going to be like the show but mm-hmm. but it's not so <laughs> yeah but, yeah you guys have talked about how good these are and uh, i've heard from many people like all like the the other ones that we just mentioned how great they are but my problem is the only time i really get to sit and like devote any time to watching anything now is at night uh-huh. and i can't watch something like that <laughs> yeah. alone in the bedroom no, by myself no. it is scary and sad and terrible and it's so sad like the way that I sobbed during the bent neck lady reveal. Oh my God. Oh, I know. It's so awful. And then um, there's like this split second where, where Carla Gugino is like chasing Henry Thomas out, like down the hallway. It's the shortest little clip, but uh-huh. it is like burned in my brain. It's, it's so, so scary. <laughs> and I then, feel like I should mention also that like part of our dynamic is that these guys understand that I, do not care about spoilers at all so if anyone at home is like why are they telling her all the things that happen and the things she just said she hasn't seen yet i know and so then i still have questions about the finale and i have like are we doing spoilers it's five years old so i guess we are (laughs) (laughs) but like how did luke survive shooting up rat poison is that even possible uh there was no i don't know but there's a subreddit for i think for hill house and like all these questions and yeah. more are asked and answered interesting um i think i remember you talking about that right yeah. afterwards Cause, <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know I, that's the only thing where i'm like i can't my suspension of disbelief is not <laughs> not <laughs> happening yeah that seems hard to come back from <laughs> so um midnight mass is another favorite at mike flanagan uh-huh. thing and um but that whole show yeah. there's this why didn't they figure that out? That's the one like, on the island, right? With yeah. the like, vampires? Yeah. Yeah. And like... So and my brother told me that I would like that one, that I should it's, but it's definitely like, watch that one. I got detached to the point that I just was laughing at the islanders because they were so stupid. They were so stupid. They were so stupid, but that was kind of the joy of it. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's some things that just aren't... 
plausible. Yeah. <laughs> and these... Oh, now I'm worried because see, yeah, if something like that would would ruin something for me if it's, it's fun, like though. it's fine. It doesn't ruin to... it. You're just like, why would they do and this? There is <laughs> stupid. <laughs> there is an explanation for it um, that you could like trick yourself with, which is um, if vampires don't exist in like the lore of that universe uh-huh. or whatever then it kind of makes sense but otherwise it's like why didn't you, that thing looks just like nosferatu why you think it's an angel you're no. so dumb <laughs> you are so dumb we should maybe cut that because it's a big spoiler but or is it it's how not really is that so oh yeah that's true <laughs> maybe we should have a policy on ghoul's guide of like if it's three years old <laughs> it's fair game Expect spoilers yeah um i read a thing on imdb that that the kids, the five kids, represent the five stages of grief. Oh. So, um, so Stephen, the one who like doesn't believe any of it, mm-hmm. he, he represents denial. Okay. Shirley, that's the one. <laughs> that's very on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that ran the funeral home, right? Yeah. Um. Okay. So she represents anger. Okay. Theo represents bargaining. Okay. Um. Luke, depression, uh-huh. and Nell, acceptance. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Theo is my fave. Yeah, she was yeah. cool man stages of grief yeah anyway. I, having been through grief i read mm. this thing that like those stages exist but you go through them simultaneously oh, at sure. the, like the whole time it's all five like yeah. it's not a, there's no order right and then you're not just like done yeah, yeah. yeah. like well i that's number five yeah. i'm pure yeah. <laughs> yeah unfortunately no. yeah and sometimes you can go back and forth and, yeah oh yeah. yeah for sure yeah all and right you know. so get watching guys you gotta yeah. Our ghouls. If we missed your favorite, <laughs> let oh, us yeah. know. Yeah, us. we send us a message on on our any of our social medias at Ghouls Guide SB. Ghouls Guide Two SB. Ghouls Guide Two SB. <laughs> I should never be in charge of giving this specific information. Uh, but yeah, tell us if you've seen any of our uh, thirteen movies and shows, and what you think of them. And yeah, we hope you enjoyed this little. Extra episode. Happy Friday the 13th. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to The Ghoul's Guide to Santa Barbara. Like and subscribe on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Ghoul's Guide to SB. Our website is ghoulsguidetosb.com. Got a spooky story or know of a haunted or paranormal location in Santa Barbara? Send it to us at ghoulsguidetosb at gmail.com.